Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing a weekly dive of all the news, discussion, and condensed nerd talk you need for virtual reality gaming every Friday. I'm Brett McAfee, producer and editor of this podcast. I'm Jay Brad. I'm a VR YouTuber and streamer. I'm Adam Tarleton, a software developer who's really excited for Christmas this year. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what you said. <laughs> what I'm saying now, because we're on air. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Destiny is uh, off watching the Jonas Brothers holiday special, but tonight we have a very special guest from all the way over in uh, Upside Down Land, Australia. <laughs> T from the Mixed Reality VR Studio. T, Hi. tell them a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah. So uh, most people know me for my Dance Saber videos. I've been featured a few times um, on the main Beat Saber channel. Um, but it's very much a, a small thing for me. I, uh, I work full time as a mechanical engineer. So this is sort of my escape where I just kind of get creative and do whatever I want. And I, I you know, I just want to try everything. So, yeah, I mean, anyone who wants to come along and watch my journey, I'm, I'm very happy to share. Mm hmm. If you want to see more about T here, we will have links in the description and the show notes everywhere you could possibly want to find it. It should be fairly easy to fairly easy to find. By all means, please check her out. She's got some really cool stuff and she is insane at Beat Saber. Maybe even better than Jay. To... Those are fighting words yeah. there. <laughs> we can find out. I would be down. I have so we many have people. To, no. Ever since I started streaming multiplayer, I have so many people coming out of the woodworks to challenge me now. I'm so sore right now. My arms hurt. I've, ac I've actually Slurpy never played ready. multiplayer yet, so we'll see. Ooh, it's really good. Ooh. You're missing out. <laughs> oh my so if you all have all not picked up, we are actually in VR right now, an app for a virtual reality podcast. So we're in a room, we're we're interacting. It's good stuff. If you want to see this, head on over to the YouTube channel. We are live streaming right now. There is a chat. It's good. Um, but if you miss the live stream, we upload our videos after the fact. And you can still see all the VR goodness there. So check out the YouTube channel. We'll be running the podcast in just two sections tonight. First, we have a VR gaming news section. And second, we have a... Dis are we not doing the Q&A? We, no, we, we got, we got somebody, a Q&A. Somebody <laughs> forgot to fix so that, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Well, scratch what I said. We have three sections. First section is a Q and A section. You can blame our uh, to to this week's script editor, Adam. Um, second, we have a VR gaming news section, and third, we have a discussion. Excuse me, section. It changes week to week, and this week we will be talking about what Beat Saber is doing and where is its future with the DMCA issues streamers are having. For those that aren't in the know, that's copyright. There's some big issues. You know, you're playing songs that have well lots of copyright rules regarding them, and when you try and upload gameplay of playing this song, you get copyright strikes. It's a big issue. We'll go in depth in it at the end of the podcast. But if you want to also hear about issues with facebook there was a really great discussion about that last week episode 31 do check that out as well and without further ado we will first begin with the q and a we still have not i'll take care of the first q a section <laughs> so we got world's average gamer telling us what is your favorite non-vr game for right now we've had a mm. lot of different games come out since the last time that we got asked this question What's your favorite non-VR game when you just get home after a long day at work? Or Jay does VR all day. So when you're sick of playing <laughs> VR games, what do you settle down and play right now? 
Uh, mm. T, do you have do you have one? Is there something I, you're playing flat I, you like? It's, it's not a new one though. I play a lot of League of Legends. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how do we end up with so many nerds on the podcast? Uh, <laughs> nerds, but, 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 League of Legends. League of Legends is one of the more popular mainstream games. There's plenty of people that like only play League of Legends and yep. no other game. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I have never played League of Legends, but I know it has a massive following. <laughs> I am strangely the only game I've been playing outside of VR lately is Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I went back and have been <laughs> really? I went back and have been playing that, and it's just been a delight. I love that game. <laughs> well, Going old appropriately, I've been playing uh, Cyberpunk twenty seven seven, and it's so freaking good. I know it's mm, filled you with must issues be on right PC now. Then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's filled with issues, and even for PC owners, I would say like wait a little bit before you buy it if you haven't already but you know i already bought it and i can't help continuing my playthrough because what is working is some of the best just game experiences i've had in the past like three five years so really freaking good (laughs) i'm going a little bit retro too not quite as retro as jay over there but uh i've been going back into a lot of borderlands too lately it's just the game for me and some of my siblings we all have the game to just kind of Settle down, relax, and, you know, it's a good looter shooter game. Mm-hmm. Are you, are, are, are you okay <laughs> I'm grabbing my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it did not look like that in VR. looked like you wanted to cuddle with me. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on quickly. <laughs> Jay, what's our next game? Or our, our next question. question. <laughs> Starsight asks, what's an overrated or overhyped VR game? I've, I've got a couple. I'm going to say oh, Tetris boy. Effect. Uh and res infinite because those two games show up in so many like top 10 top 25 best vr games lists and i played both and Mm -hmm. i just don't get it they're not bad games but like come on those are not anywhere near a top 10 for me i i am just lost when people say that i don't know why tetris even shows up on anything anymore i'm surprised it hasn't died like a long time ago to be honest (laughs) because it's Mm -hmm. still the same old tetris and like there's some gimmicks like ooh, this gimmick is in vr and ooh, that's cool but i just don't understand the appeal of it anymore why why isn't this game dead (laughs) it's just so simple i guess and people apparently they can just you can kind of just shut your mind out and just just get into a zone with it i i haven't played it enough to get to that point where i can just just sit there and let it go and like let my mind wander i don't know uh T, but isn't what? that the exact opposite of VR? I'm sorry. Yeah, T, wh- whatever. Tetris, weird. What were you going to say, Jay? Uh, T, have you played Tetris? Have you played Resident Infinite? Or do you have a game that you're like, oh, everyone loves this VR game and you just don't get it? Uh, my, my biggest struggle is I get motion sick in a lot of VR games. So oh, I can't no. I can't enjoy a lot of them. Um, but that's why Beat Saber is my thing. I'm very much looking forward to you know, VR games that that can work around that whole motion sickness thing um or maybe even a game where we can train to be better with that <laughs> games that teach you like slowly some games do a yeah. good job on their own but that's that's a good that's a really good idea mm. we need to get the engineers and developers here to work on something like that <laughs> <laughs> just do what i did and do a six-hour session of skyrim oh, VR no. <laughs> a single break <laughs> and you'll be you'll be settled in play through the puke <laughs> Oh might, be a, might be a good youtube video we'll see <laughs> <laughs> it works i've actually been craving some scarum vr lately oh boy <laughs> adam did you say your overhyped game or were you just complaining about adam or uh, jay's choice 
I don't know. I'm just complaining about Tetris. No, I, for once, I completely agree with Jay. I hate Tetris. <laughs> Tetris <laughs> is the worst. <laughs> Rip, what do you think? Um, I, th- I think uh, I- I'm a kind of, mine's a little bit broad. I often find a lot of people overhype a lot of VR games that, for me, have like a lot of really cool mechanics, but still don't have a level of like progression from typical flat screen games that keeps me in the game. So I'm going to choose, I'm not going to say this is a bad game because my choice is blade and sorcery and blade and sorcery of its genre is still the best VR game for like a combat, like a physics based combat game. Right. And it's a lot of fun, but it's not a game that I like play for more than an hour. Like just show to friends out of those like scenarios. I really don't pick it up anymore. Um, and I didn't really play it much when I first got it. I just like kind of played through it, was like, this is really cool, and then never really played it again unless guests are over. And that's because a lot of games like that, you know, they're, they've got all these really cool mechanics, but that's kind of it. It's still mostly just a lot of really cool mechanics. And so for me, it's still a little bit overhyped as like one of the best VR games ever. I just think it's a cool VR game. It's still an early access, and I kind of wonder if that's why. I wonder if they're trying to like find, can they make a story mm. mode? Can they make progression? Can they make they, something mm-hmm. more out of it? Because yeah. it's a great sandbox like like fighting simulator thing. But yeah, there's nothing. There's no depth to it. It is The, the first 30 seconds of that game are as much as you're going to get out of it as three hours. You're not, you're going to learn how to fight better, but you're not going to get any more depth. So. But we see they're thinking about adding depth and you can see that all throughout the game. You see like, you know, you see dials and switches for like how much experience points you you have and what your level is and different, you know, levels of weapons and things like that. So they have plans for that. It's just Mm -hmm. not quite here yet. And at this point, maybe it won't ever be (laughs) because it's like, well, it's like (laughs) one dude doing it, right? Is it? It might be. It's a really, it's a tiny team. Like Pavlov at first was just one dude, just made the Mm. entire Pavlov, and now he's like a multi-bazillionaire. Right. You know, whatever. I will agree to disagree because I love Blade and Sorcery. (laughs) (laughs) Something else has been... It's a good game. It's just... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Something else has been really disappointing is uh, MMOs. I was really hoping for a really good VR MMO oh to come gosh. out. There was some talk yes. about Nostos and Orbus, and they've just not really lived up at all. It's been really upsetting. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. I've, I've mentioned that on previous podcasts. I'm like the one like game genre that I want to see come to VR, and that's VR MMOs. And why is Orbus VR this the height of <laughs> MMO <laughs> VR right now? It's kind of awful. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, but only kind yeah, of awful <laughs> it's 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 awful um yeah i'm looking forward to zenith I, i'm I'm following a couple of discords that are, are about the development of those sort of vr mmos um i forget what the other one is it's zenith and what's the other one do you know nostos was meant to be good but <laughs> yeah uh, there's this one other and I, I regret not remembering it but anyway yeah yeah absolutely um Adam, you got the last of our Q&A questions. I do. I need to yawn real quick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's late for me, guys. All right. I have a year and right. a half old. I get up it's, early in the morning. <laughs> it's Friday, right? You know, it's like the end of our work week. And we're like, it, it's it, it, there's freedom now, but it's tired. Yeah, it's, I don't even it, have an excuse I took today off. But anyway, so <laughs> oh we got a question from Fast Vinny, who asks the best retro game that has been ported to VR. 
Minecraft Mist <gasps> Tetris. Well, I can't I, believe he includes Minecraft. Hey, you know, it looks <laughs> retro. It looks retro. You know, uh-huh. I can see where he's coming from, but it definitely made me feel a little old in the question. Yeah. But Classic flat screen games. Right. But what I think that we can all, without a doubt, agree here is just screw Tetris. We've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so not Tetris. Uh, Minecraft, maybe not retro. So I guess the only thing that remains is Mist. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Is that what we're going with? I don't know. I'm going to go I'm going to go with Pong <laughs> only by stretching it and saying that currently Pong, um I forget what it's called but there's like a ping a uh, 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 table Pong I table can't tennis. the name of the act. Table tennis game that's in not VR even Pong that's anymore though that's like actual ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like brought the game cuz I mean that's what Pong originally was, right? That that's it's that premise but like at the time that was the best they could do for gaming right that was the earliest iteration of gaming but it's it's that game it is pong and that we've come this far to we're playing it table tennis in vr i think is really cool so okay that's fair it kind of works (laughs) t what do you think you have any thoughts on this are we including mods in this so go for it mods included i would count ddr as a very old game that's been around for ages. And the oh. Foot Saber mod for Beat Saber is basically DDR, and it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Huh. I, I don't know and, that and there is... it's basically it, it's similar, but I think there's still <laughs> there still needs to be a little bit because like there's a in Rec Room, there's a arcade game of DDR, and everybody runs to it thinking you can use it and you can't. I feel like there needs Aww. to be a little <laughs> bit more of a of a pad that you follow, and I think it would be really. I think Feet Sabers as close as we have, but I think once there's an actual DDR, that would probably top the list because that in VR could mm-hmm. be absolutely amazing. So maybe that's only if you get full body tracking, yeah. though, right? Only if yes. you get full body tracking. Yeah. Just strap your controllers to your feet. You don't need your hands. <laughs> I uh, I tried that. It does not. It does not work well. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Make it happen. <laughs> I have a cat on my lap. I'm right. not stroking the table. Just so you know. <laughs> I'll. Take your word for it. I'm feeling the wood grain on the table, guys. Can you feel this? I have haptic gloves on, and the wood grain on the table feels so furry and soft. Rip, quick, move us on. Move us on. Sure. Quick, move us on. <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap the Q&A, Q&A up with that um, and move into our news segment. But first, we want to tell you real quickly about our news sponsor. Adam, can you tell them? Who, who sponsors us this week? So our new s- segment this week is sponsored by Asterion. Asterion offers incredible high-quality VR headset stands. We all have one, and we can all vouch for it. My headset is going a little wonky. I was just... Oh, <gasps> crap. Oh, no. Well, speaking of, Asterion <laughs> headset stands are absolutely gorgeous. They have RGB lighting. Let's ask, let's ask T, where do you put your VR headset when you're not using it? I I don't have a stand. Maybe it's time that I got one from Asterion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is. Just like everyone else. Although wait, wait, wait. Me. Can you hear me again? Uh, we can hear yep. you. We can hear okay. you. Okay. I got kicked out of VR chat. Get your butt back in here. We'll, yep, I'm we'll, finish, up, we'll finish up the sponsor section without you. Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah, someone else take it. T, they don't distribute to Australia yet, but I think it's in the plans. We could talk to them. They, they really love us. We could talk to them and see what it takes Ooh. to get you one there because I think they would love to. If you out mm-hmm. there want to get one for yourself in America, in Canada, uh, you got to go check them out. They're on Amazon, of course. It's easy. But, hey, you need to go to AsterianProducts.com 
Use the code full dive to get $5 off any order of $19.99 or more. Get yourself a stand that your headset should be on instead of sitting on the floor where someone's going to trip over it and possibly break it. It's a crying shame what people do with their gorgeous VR headsets. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, mine was in the box it came in for the longest time. <laughs> so you don't have a stand. Does it just sit on your desk, T? It does sit on my desk, but I have a dedicated VR space, tisk, tisk. separate building, so there's uh-huh. no like chance of someone stepping on it. So, <laughs> is there well, sep- now you can now, now you can share awesome like uh, Instagram stories with and you know your your headsets your headset will rest on a gorgeous stand and you'll want to share it all the time. I look forward to it. Your new, your new <laughs> Vibe it's Pro Eye that you have it's got the eye tracking she, <laughs> yeah she stepped it up just today got a new vr headset and is fighting her way through it here as you notice her hands have floated off a few times but making it happen <laughs> making it happen here today day one with the new headset it's impressive mm-hmm. it, well it deserves a good stand we honestly cannot recommend these things enough they're 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 sweet all right and with that let's hop into our news jay you got the first one finally the rift s has gotten a price cut from $400 down to $300. Now, when they said they were going to discontinue this thing, we kind of all thought, oh, there should probably be a price cut. It shouldn't still be the full price it's been for years. Uh-huh. Uh This is great news. You can find this on retailers, Amazon, Best Buy. They're, they're already dropping the prices. They have said this is going to be the only price cut between now and when they run out of them. So $300 is the bottom dollar you're going to get for this. But that puts it in line, even with a low-end Quest 2. And we were just, we're just talking about this on another podcast. They're... The Oculus Rift S is still one of the biggest headsets used for PC VR. And now you can get one for 25% less. Right, is... but it's not future-proof. It's not future-proof is the problem because they're discontinuing it next year and probably all software updates and support for it are not going to be continued after that anyway. So even with the price cut, would you recommend getting this headset? Well, no. <laughs> I have one. I have one. And I, I mean, if you were trying to get PC VR specifically, you did not want a wireless headset. You did not want a Quest for whatever reason. Maybe you want it because you don't have to have a Facebook account yet with the Rift S. You will eventually, but you don't yet. Maybe then you'll, maybe then it would be worth getting, but it's hard to imagine getting anything that's been discontinued, even for 25% off for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Rip, what do you think? Well, I actually, against, I I would think that most people wouldn't be interested in this, but I have two friends that still insist they're going to get a Rift S because the reputation of the Rift S still stands. It's still considered a super usable headset. It's it's always got that reputation of the one of the most, if not the most comfortable headset. And 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 it just it just works, right? Well, that's not quite true. It, it has some flaws, but <laughs> but you know, compare that to like the issues that the HP Reverb G2 is having, and all the shady stuff that Facebook is introducing with this Quest series. There's a there is some demand for the Rift S. It exists, but it's still whether or not it's the headset. best choice. It, the, it, it is it's still, still a Facebook, a Facebook headset. headset, so it's not <laughs> like it's removing the shady Facebook stuff, right? But the difference is. <laughs> There is a possibility for there's a much greater possibility for rooting and other modded tools when you've got it hooked up to a PC. Whereas when you're working with a Quest or a Quest 2, you're truly stuck in the Facebook ecosystem. It's going to be much harder to get out of it. This thing, it's plugged in through cords to your beefy PC. There's a lot of opportunity to see some modifications down the road to to allow us to 
keep using this headset even after Facebook stops uh, supporting it. You know, we just said T here upgraded today. You've been using a Rift CV1 for years after it was discontinued. <laughs> uh, I have. What do you think? <laughs> Well, actually, Rift is very popular down here in Australia. One of the big reasons is uh, Index seems to be something that everyone's pop, you know, everyone's really interested in getting. But you can't get them in Australia, or even if you import one in. If you ever oh need to send goodness. it for repairs, you you can't. It's really difficult. So, as a result, you know, Rift S is still really up there for us. Mm-hmm. Then that makes sense. Yeah, the, the Oculus has done a Oculus and Facebook. I've done a really good job of making sure that the Oculus stuff is just so accessible everywhere. Yep. Yep. And it lasts. Uh, oh, this is this is day one of full body <laughs> tracking over here. If you're watching the video and seeing this is this is this is learning, well, but it it's, it's sure is cool. <laughs> no, it's it's because <laughs> I yeah. I moved to a spot that's not near my senses just so that I could put my feet up on the table like. <laughs> <laughs> as a result i'm not i'm not actually near my sensor that's that's what i've done it's all right <laughs> well the the comfort is is enviable for, sure. <laughs> for real all right um let's see i skipped wait are these or numbered correctly yep i got uh, the there. second news piece here <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so leaked photos reveal some awesome pictures of a project that Lenovo has been working on for some time, which is a pair of new AR headset glasses hybrid that they're working on. We don't know too many specifics, but we got a lot of leaked pictures and the pictures alone tell quite a design story. So, mm-hmm. uh, and we might throw up one of a, a picture of this on our YouTube channel when we're post editing and everything like that but for you live viewers and audio viewers it basically looks like a pair of two glasses that's been super glued to the to each other so it just looks like a pretty beefy pair of sunglasses but with two lenses oh dang it <laughs> adam, <laughs> too excited. Is, adam do you wear glasses I do not wear glasses, no. I, I bet Rip can understand when I talk about this. Do you know when you're in the car and you're wearing your glasses and you're like, gosh, I need sunglasses, and you put your sunglasses on over your regular glasses? Yeah, yeah, that's what it looks <laughs> like. That is what these glasses look like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it looks like you've got, like, a, a prescription glass, like, fitting underneath your, like, bigger glasses except they're not shaded it's 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 a clear sunglasses with clear prescription glasses that's kind of how it looks right stacked on top of each other (laughs) and so this is going to be an enterprise level headset it connects to a wearable pc maybe like uh, a beefy portable computer like lenovo's been working on or a laptop or in a backpack or something like that um it's probably not for gaming but I think mm-hmm. that AR things like this could lead to some incredible ideas, and especially in a design like this, as opposed to Windows Mixed Reality, which kind of looks kind of funky. Bulky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is really slim looking, and I could see some awesome AR games that could come to a tech like this. So do mm-hmm. you guys think that maybe AR gaming is in the future in, oh, you yeah. know, in parallel to VR? Like, what do you guys think about that? I can't wait. I I can't wait for AR gaming. It's going to be so good. Um, Because right now, the only thing we've got is the HoloLens, which is way too expensive for the average gamer to get their hands on. So it just doesn't make sense for anyone to make AR games yet. So I'm excited for there to be a competitor. This might be expensive too. (laughs) But (laughs) But still, just by having a few. What are you looking forward to in AR, though? 
What are right. you looking forward to in AR that you can't get in VR? Being able to actually run. I mean, you have to remember that that gamers have this huge reputation for just kind of sitting in their basement and playing video games all day. But there are a whole bunch of gamers who are fit, who like running around, who, you know, want that next level experience. So being able to bring that gaming into the real world. Um, if we talk about extreme people who are in sports, say like Ninja Warrior, right? This is American Ninja Warrior. Can you imagine that? Right. But with, you know, like, I don't know, sonic rings on the course where you actually have to go and get them. <laughs> That's cool. There's, there's so many That's possibilities. No, actually, I would be a lot more motivated to do my daily rungs if, man, every time I did a lap, I'd get a little ding level up, you know? <laughs> we can get that without VR, but yeah. <laughs> hey, I can dream. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to contribute positively to this conversation, guys. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm just, I, I will, I don't think we've made it until I can come across someone have a dislike they looked at me funny i'm like put it down we're gonna duel and then we pull out a <laughs> virtual Yu-Gi-Oh decks and just go at it on a table you know you could have picked anything <sighs> and you picked Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> oh, you could have literally picked i don't man. even play Yu-Gi-Oh anymore Yu-Gi-Oh. but like when i was <laughs> super young that was always the dream it's no man like pokemon would have been it pokemon pokemon, pokemon would have yeah. been incredible i mean that that's 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 the more realistic thing is pokemon go it shows how there's definitely some potential for ar and i mean shoot if vr will probably continue to be more like a console in terms of the gaming industry ar has the potential to be like the mobile market because if ar ar can be picked up by everyone right there is use for it beyond gaming there's there i mean it's basically if we can get ar glasses to be more like a smartphone where you're able to access everything your smartphone can but in an ar way that that's that's the future um and along with that is the potential for that sort of mobile gaming where you have lightweight games that are basically designed to suck money from people um and that i hate to say it is still it, the overwhelming market when it comes to quote gaming mobile get the mobile games industry is ridiculous so yeah if if ar can get big enough that it's used in a much broader audience and is similar to phones then gaming will absolutely find its way on it i think oh yeah i think ar has a very bright future in game but i think it's kind of in the opposite place and problem that vr is right now vr is amazing for gaming and we're kind of struggling to figure out how to get it into our everyday life everywhere else and ar is kind of the opposite it's like it makes so much sense to use it for work training use it for meetings use it for all this stuff with work and yet we're still kind of trying to figure out how does this fit into the gaming world i think both will eventually either merge they'll spread out and be everywhere but for right now it's you see any sort of ar games aside from like pokemon go i'm talking like headset style ar games and it just doesn't really look like like what i want to play like seeing a minecraft sketch on the table and like playing with it there why would i want to do that if i can go be inside of minecraft in vr so i think both technologies have to mature a bit more and we're going to see some amazing things the the realms are going to start to cross over again but for now it kind of feels like vr is mostly gaming and ar is mostly enterprise but i want to see them i want to see them mix i want to see them come together and that's fair. Yeah, we're we're probably at least five years, at least five years down the line from AR tech to be close to what's required to really allow it to thrive quite like, it, it, well, any of the other gaming industries right now. Yeah, for sure. All right, I'm going to move us on to the next one. Adam, you got the next news piece. Sure. Next. Never, so, uh... Oh, wait, never mind. I never know. Someone misordered these. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
What? No, hold on. It's never Rip's fault. Okay. No. <laughs> no, they were they were definitely misordered a second ago. They just changed. Did did, did you change that, Jay? I have or done. Did... I have done nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. News this piece was before, three. This was before. That was we so weird. The, the news piece three just, was just listed as news piece up, six. Rip. What's our next news piece? <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever. All right. Um. So. We just got a very setting announcement. VR for Microsoft's newest Flight Simulator game is coming out next week. That is right. Microsoft Flight Simulator VR. It's it's happening. It's happening, guys. It's happening now. Well, a week from now. And oh, so many of us, that especially those that are into flight sims and in just in general, that Microsoft Flight Sim is such an approachable game for everyone that I... I cannot, I mean, just in terms of the controls, if you're using just an Xbox controller, it's totally playable. And the fact that it's coming out for every, like everyone who plays VR can absolutely hop into this without too much effort and have a blast. This will quickly, I think, become one of the better VR games to just own. But that's, that's my prediction. Uh, as, I, T, as someone who gets mm-hmm. VR sick, have you played any kind of sim games? I've lost my uh, VR tracking, by the way, so I'm just like a, a, a blank doll right now. Sorry, what's the question? Uh, <laughs> I wondered because your mouth's moving. Your doll closed, your avatar closed one eye, stuck your tongue out, and turned turned to face us all at the table, all in one motion. So I was wondering, I was like, something weird's happening. <laughs> Sorry, so what was the question? I do get have motion sick, yes. But have you played sim games? Have you tried like car racing, flying games? And do you get sick in those? Do you care about those? Oh, I I tried. I tried. Uh, oh, what was the name of it? I did. Tr- I tried a racing game. It was like a spaceship racing game, and I couldn't even finish one lap. That's how bad it was. Ooh, oh, jeez. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that it is. It is unfortunate that the for uh, unfor- I, 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 I we don't. I don't really fully understand the science behind it, but just that. Women in general have such a hard time with motion sickness, and a lot of these games are so clearly made by a very male. Um, you know, most of the devs right now are still mostly male, and there needs to be more support to because oh, clearly her. there's an issue here. Oh, <laughs> row, row. that's probably is good. She... I was about to cut you off anyway. <laughs> is like, she still in the... into dangerous waters there, man? <laughs> is she still well, in this the... isn't in the this isn't like opinion. This is fact but women have a much harder time with motion sickness that the, 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 there's like you there's so many studies that prove this and so many examples of this it's not it's interesting that you say it because i've never read anything like that, but i do feel like i of all the people i've shown vr i do feel like i've had more of the girls have problems with their guys that get very sick but i do feel like it seems like it's a higher percentage just from just and that's there's no way i'm telling you for sure but off the top of my head the people i've shown over the years it seems like i've had more of the females that have tried it felt sick so that that does seem like that's possible i also know that like when it comes to vr sickness or even just motion sickness people used to get really sick off first person shooters and now we all play them we have better frame rates we're used to it but maybe it's also because gaming has still been like a thing guys always do maybe they're just more prepared for it yeah let's take a yeah quick time. pause right now find out where she went i i oh, am still I here can't. it's just oh. it's just vr chat that dropped out i'm just trying to get okay. back in Get back um, in. Adam got thrown out too, so no yeah. worries. I, I was listening, um, and I think the solution is just to get more girls uh, actually building games, right? Mm-hmm. 
come on, you guys got to build that game you were talking about earlier. <laughs> I'm expecting this game from you now, T. What I know game you're was a mechanical that? I, I 100% engineer. forgot what it was going to be. <laughs> DDR. Was it DDR? Oh, was that's it? what it was. Something <laughs> like that. Full DDR. Oh, Oh, a game which uh, teaches you how to how to get over your motion sickness, right? Something slowly. That oh, that was it. Up. That was it. There we a go. Motion That's such a good idea. Training simulator. It starts gentle yes. and just works you through it. And then the final level is just a roller coaster. <laughs> it's you slowly go through an amusement park, right? Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, but, Rip. I want to approach something that you said earlier. I will say many things about Microsoft Flight Sim and Flight Sims in general. I, I'm, for one, I'm a sucker for Flight Sims. And approachable is not the word I would use for them. <laughs> Especially because, like, Have when you, you well, played Microsoft well, Flight when Sim? When you talk about Flight Sims and Microsoft Flight Sim, I know there's varying degrees and you can get as into it as possible. But Flight Sims as a whole, as a genre, there's sort of this expectation of, like, you get in. And then you just figure out your controls for three hours and then you can start enjoying the game. <laughs> right. And and Microsoft Flight Sim being the most detailed, hyper accurate flight sim out there, it may not be the best game for like an introductory game. Okay. Have you played Microsoft Flight Sim on simple on either mouse and keyboard or controller? Not the most recent one. Okay. Because you're clearly out of the loop here. I'm sorry, Oof. Adam. <laughs> Microsoft Flight Sim is a super, super quick UI. It is clearly designed to go after a much broader audience. Obviously, if you want to get into it, you can hook up a Hotess and something more crazy. But the game has been designed so that people like Jay... Um, I was going to say, I'll try, I'll try it and be the judge here because I am not yeah. a Flight Sim person. Yeah, right. And that's And clearly they knew that going into it. It's more like... When you're when you choose a simpler control scheme and just play with an Xbox controller, it's more like you're playing like like uh, Steep or some of the other popular console games that like have a, a really high degree of uh, design in the levels, design in the the looks of things, but the controls often are simplified to a manner that anyone can hop into it. Okay, and and Microsoft Flight Sim is clearly gone uh, uh, put a ton of effort to make sure that not that not only the nerdiest of nerds can play this game they clearly are trying to make it very approachable and i think most people will be able to play this game without like you said three hours of setting up <laughs> all right well that's good to hear well uh it comes out like we mentioned next week december 22nd it should support right off the bat all open xr headsets which is everything from steve steam vive uh, the Oculus brand headsets should support basically anything that you can hook up to uh, a PC. Great. I'm looking forward to this. It's so beautiful. Have you played the game yet? Oh, I guess you said you hadn't played the most recent one, right? I have not. Yeah, this oh, it's so gorgeous. I cannot wait for this in VR. I wonder how it's going to translate. I'm very curious. Let me know because I have I don't have it. Mm -hmm. I don't have Game Pass, and I don't know that I want to get this. But if it if it looks as good, I might just do it just just to have like a different sort of Google Earth type experience. Right. Yeah, and that's that's probably what it's going to be akin to for most people is 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 like that, like a, like an intense Google Earth thing, but you're flying. Nice. All right, Jay. What All do you right. got for us next? So. We have been, there's been a little bit of hype about this and Jurassic Park Aftermath, Jurassic World Aftermath 
just came out on Oculus Quest and Quest 2. It's a Quest exclusive, so unfortunately a lot of us are going to miss out on it. But it's finally out. It's a game set in the Jurassic World universe. You're a mercenary trapped in a research facility trying to hide and fight your way out. Uh, 25 bucks for this game, and it's out. I actually played it a little bit today. And I know no one here has a quest, so like I was going to ask Destiny, at least because she has one she was going to play. If this came out on PC, would you have any interest in it, I guess? 100% yes. <laughs> Honestly, well, I I would say 100% yes, except I tuned into Jay's stream right before we started <laughs> filming. <laughs> and, then, and then my interest slowly started to decline a little bit. But I mean, on paper, this game sounds incredible. And I was looking into the developers and they were talking about how they had to really tune like the Raptor AI that chases you through some levels um, where it mm-hmm. kind of it's sort of like the alien from Alien Isolation where it kind of learns over time where you like to hide and really is good at reacting to you instead of being like normal AI that just kind of, you know, exists. Um, sounds terrifying shaded graphics <laughs> really so is this something that you would think about picking up though i i i normally wouldn't but i am a huge fan of arc and even though this is a totally different game just because of that anything that has anything to do with dinosaurs now i'll be like yep i'll try it but it still sounds terrifying <laughs> really so you would you would brave the dinosaur you would brave the horror to see the dinosaur Yes, after, you know, once you've had like a T-Rex as your friend that you could ride. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) You will be sorely disappointed. (laughs) They will not be your friend. But the graphics on this game are kind of interesting, Jay, right? Can you tell us a little bit about that? So it's cell shading. So if you imagine, take like Borderlands or the Walking Dead Telltale series or uh, basically anything along those lines. This is that's what they did to make it run really well in the quest. It looks good. And I like games that do it because it's it never feels like like here in VR chat. I look at oh, here in whatever app we're in. I look at the seat and I think, oh, that kind of looks like cloth, but it looks like it could look more detailed, looks better with cell shading. It looks like it looks as good as it's supposed to look. It's fully convincing that it's that, which is really cool that it actually can still convince you enough that, oh, gosh, I need to hide from this raptor. Uh The game is gorgeous itself and looks. It's more the gameplay that was starting to kind of dwindle down quickly. Uh, Mm. Free of spoilers, it just kind of feels like another game where you took Job Simulator and stretched it into like a three-hour game. Like, oh, push this switch, press this button, do this thing with these turn signals now. Like, the only added part is like hiding from this Raptor so far. And the game may advance. The I hope there's more that 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 part i saw that where it said fight i don't know if there is any combat but it said fight your way so i'm hoping there's some sort of combat it might just be though you might flip a switch and like smack it with a wrecking ball or something there might not be actual (laughs) combat you know what i mean i don't know yet but as far in as i am i definitely say 25 dollars. i feel like even just five dollars less 20 dollars, i would have been like yes 25 i'm like okay you're starting to get into like real game territory and i kind of feel like i'm just going from place to place fixing your stuff for you i'm not i'm not playing a game i'm pressing a switch and pressing a button and just moving back and forth while dodging a dinosaur to do it. So, right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's going to have the legs. The thing that concerned Mm -hmm. me from watching uh, a little bit of the content that I did see of this game is that it seemed almost nothing was interactable. Like there's a coffee mug on the table and you can't pick it up. And that for me is essential in a stealth game. That's essential, not only in a VR game, but a a VR stealth game. I keep going Mm -hmm. back to whenever I think of, stealth vr games or things of like this or horror games 
that part in Half-Life Alex. And if you've played it, you know it's the Jeff part. The part with Jeff is incredible. Have you played Half-Life Alex T? I haven't. It's on my to-do list now that I have a need VR device. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yes. hundred percent at the very to. top. Yes. But there's this part in Half-Life Alex where you're going through, uh, I'll keep this pretty spoiler-free, this factory, and you're trying to stay quiet. But the problem is that absolutely everything in this factory is breakable, is movable, and you can do a lot of stuff with it. Like you can pick up a bottle and chuck it across the room to make the enemies go look over there. And you have to be really quiet looking through drawers and stuff so that you don't break anything. And I feel like that would have been perfect for Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. That would have been perfect. But nothing is interactable. Oh, right. It feels like such a missed opportunity. And it, it just feels like, once again, and we kind of got this with an, a number of the big VR titles that we've talked about, is devs coming in and trying to make a VR game, but not being fans of VR, not understanding what makes VR appealing. It's just, it's a really big shame to see. It, it actually makes the game kind of more predictable because you go into a room and you see a boom box and you're like, okay, <laughs> I know that's my distraction. That's what I got to use to like distract this thing. It's not like you're carrying two glass bottles with you trying to hope that you're not going to get found out and throw them. It's like, oh, here's this boom box. So I know it's going to come in this room. I'm going to use this to distract it. And then I'm going to go this way to get around. So. Uh, the, the reviews have been largely good so far for the game. I, it might sound like I'm we're dogging it pretty hard, but if you played VR for four years now, you understand that like we should have more than Job Simulator. It was a great game at the time, but games where you're just pushing buttons, flipping switches, like we're expecting more at this point. That's that's mm-hmm. the truth of it. Right. Yeah. It's it. We should be seeing more. You know, these games seem like they're only taking advantage of vr just to have the visual experience as opposed to game mechanics and ai mechanics and really any of those sorts of you know anything beyond just the visual splendor of it all and the visual part is cool right you know jurassic park seeing your dinosaurs in vr is pretty cool um but but at this point if if you've if you've played a lot of vr games you're just like it it, it it it's another game to add to the library that like for us uh, uh vr veterans is just like oh cool another game with that's like was fun to watch the first time and i'll never <laughs> play it again <laughs> like we need less of these visual ex- experiences and more actual games and half-life alex did such a good job adam of showing w- what a stealth vr game can be like where interacting with the environment so crucially plays into how you continue and how each playthrough is different and how you approach things it was like it set such a high bar and something with an ip like jurassic park you'd think there'd be enough money thrown into the project that we'd see something at least closer not not job simulator with dinosaurs <laughs> stealthy job simulator <laughs> yeah stealthy job simulator vr yeah. in particular is mechanics over visuals in my opinion mm-hmm. absolutely it does look cool though it, it, does, it does look, look incredible <laughs> yes <laughs> i think they did they say the price tag is 25 dollars. yeah is it 25 dollars incredible though that is the question yeah, not quite. I, at least so far. I'm only about an hour in, but I, I swear I read it's about three hours if I if mm-hmm. I remember seeing that. And so, like, unless there's something new coming soon, if I, I'm going to spend three hours doing what I've been doing so far, 
then no, it's not worth it. If something <laughs> changes the game, okay. But for now, if it's more of the same, I don't think that it was worth it. Yeah. If you become mm-hmm. a T-Rex in the last level, yes. <laughs> Otherwise, yes. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, next news piece. Let's see. Adam, you got this one. I do. So speaking of Half-Life, Alex. <laughs> so back when the when the Index was first announced, Valve mentioned that they were working on a series of VR titles. We got the first one, which is Half-Life, Alex, which we've talked over and over about and mm-hmm. recently scored very high on the Game Awards and everything. But there is some leaked information or rather derived information that hints at the next valve vr game citadel so the guy who investigated this game and this is the same guy that derived a lot of the details for half-life alex before it came out and a lot of them were accurate so there is some there's some real dirt to this rumor that the next title is going to be a pc versus vr game set in the famous citadel the giant tower in the middle of that city where one player uh treats it a lot like a real-time strategy game where they spawn in waves of AI enemies while the other player has to fight them off, going from room to room in this Ooh. giant, um, in this, you know, this giant, it's basically like a, uh, a roguelite game where it's naturally procedural generated rooms. One player spawns in the enemies and tries to defend it as best as possible, and the other one you know probably plays gordon freeman and just tears through all of them right (laughs) that sounds sick actually yeah it is a really cool concept and again this is all using derived information this is information from for example uh leaked files or digging through files in half-life alex uh to try and find things that maybe didn't quite fit to see parts that got left out or or code that's shared between projects which is pretty common for programming so a lot mm-hmm. of it is rumors and you know Valve tends to start a lot of stuff and then maybe just decide halfway through to quit. So we don't know if this game will ever get made. <laughs> but if what we know is true, if such a game like this existed, what do you guys think? What what would you guys think about it? Oh, if they did I, it I'm well. So <laughs> if they did it well, it would be wonderful, but I am skeptical. I feel that if they did release it now, it's just not going to be as good as I'd want it to be versus if they did put it on hold and do it, you know, three years from now, it'll be so much better. So I'm torn between do I want to like, you know, I really want to play it now, but if it comes out and I'm disappointed, then that's not necessarily a great thing. So mm. I think I have very high standards. <laughs> that's called the yeah. cyberpunk paradox. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> single tear (laughs) one thing one thing you said to me stuck out so hard you said it's kind of like a real-time strategy for one side in an action game so it kind of makes me think like does does the person playing flat are they playing a real-time strategy game and the person vr is basically playing an action game because to think that a game could actually like bend the genres and like bring them together in that way and make people want to play flat games with vr players like that sounds incredible mm-hmm. because for right now mo- for the most part when it comes to games where you can either play in vr or flat you're usually against each other or you're on this but you're, it's still competitive and it still feels like the vr players have an advantage for a game to actually make both sides want to play it want to play together and then people are going to want to experience the other side so people who don't have vr yet maybe it's going to help push them to get it and the people who have the vr and play it still want to try the flat side like that that sounds like something revolutionary if they do it right. <laughs> yeah. I 
I'm so much more excited. I had seen just the headline on this, and now hearing about it, I'm like, oh, I feel like maybe maybe these rumors are promising too much. That this might not happen at all. But it's like got me so excited for it right now that I'm really hoping that's what happens. Yeah, and mm-hmm. in my opinion, VR needed a couple different things in order to really make it to the big time. And I think Valve is really trying to push these couple different points. Uh, in VR needed an incredible AAA title in order to draw people into VR. And they did that with Half-Life Alex. And now they need an incredible way for VR and non-VR people to play together. Because we've talked about this earlier, one of the big problems of VR multiplayer games is that you release it, and then unless you hit it just right, there's not enough of a fan base and it'll just tank. Um, and so a good way to do that is to mix VR and non-VR, where you kind of try and draw the non-VR players into this VR world and you can still interact with your friends that aren't willing to shell out a couple hundred dollars for a VR headset. And so I think this is their way of doing it. And I'm really excited for it. (laughs) If true, big if true, right? I'm actually surprised Mm -hmm. games like Fortnite haven't gone ahead and done something like that as something that already has so many platforms within it to be able to bring in VR. I'm I'm waiting for it. Hopefully they'll do it. (laughs) For Fortnite? Ooh, I just think I'm they might sure. do it. You, you see, but but the problem is that VR, like going from a Xbox to a PlayStation or one of those to a Switch or one of those to a PC, isn't that big of a jump. The problem is that when you bring a console game like that into VR, it's such a huge leap that the game might not even make sense on the new platform is my concern. <laughs> like but it'd be Rec awesome Room, if that a... happened. Isn't Rec Room like that where they've got, you know, VR space uh, plus your PC players and they play together and it's playing in FPS? What's what's the main differences? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Rec Room was made for VR first and you feel that kind of when you play it flat, I will say, because I've tried. And that's where I'm hoping a game like this can can change that. Like both sides have their own good things to do. They have their own merit. Uh, Rec Room, you feel like you're just getting shortchanged if you try and play it flat. Is the oh, right. you feel like you feel like it needs to be very. It's still good, and you can still have fun with your friends and stuff. But it's it's never the same. Where I it might be the same for Fortnite. I don't know. Maybe Fortnite players, if they added a VR mod, the VR side would always be like, oh, this is meant to be flat, like Subnautica. <laughs> what, it, it, you think, oh, it's going to be so good in VR. I want to play it, and you try to play it. You're like, I, this is barely playable in VR. Like it just right. was not designed with VR from the ground up. Yeah, the forest too. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I'll look past. Mm-hmm. I'll look past those issues. I love the forest so much in VR. I'll look past the issues but yeah you can tell it was not meant for it um so there was one other game that i've played that kind of did something like this where they had one they had one player be kind of like a real-time strategy and one player be like a first person shooter and that was uh shoot natural selection 2 natural selection 2 had some of this gameplay where it was two teams and one person on each team would basically play it like a real-time strategy except your units were real people and that was a really cool concept, and that would be awesome. I would really like to see Valve's take on something like that because that was, I felt like that was a great concept that didn't really quite get to where it needed to be. Um, so I'm excited. To, be, ooh, this game will be like my number one top favorite game if it works. <laughs> <laughs> we can only dream. And who knows? With, with Valve, it might come out in 27 years. We don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's an interesting concept. What um, 
what T said is very true. It it should this game if it is in fact being worked on and if it does in fact come out, I know unlikely things with Valve's history. <laughs> um, at least it isn't a third of a game. Um, they Valve has been in this p- position now, especially after releasing Half Life Alex. Where now the they themselves set a ridiculously high bar. It's a good bar. It's it's a bar that brought the standards for flat screen games in terms of game mechanics and story and depth and brought it to VR, which is something we've been waiting on for a long time. But that means they also set their own bar. So T's kind of right. They should really make sure this thing gets exactly how much time it needs in the oven. It comes out right and Valve can continue to show everyone the the promise of VR gaming, the reason why you should pick up whether it's the valve index or whatever vr headset you you choose you know that they clearly want to show that there's so much potential here um this might also be for if you've looked into a lot of um what uh people have been saying within valve it's pretty clear that it obviously they loved vr enough to make a half-life alex but there was a good portion of the developers working on it who still want to make flat screen games um and this maybe this is a bit of a compromise you have one team of people working on both vr and flat screen and making sure it meshes in a cohesive way that could really bring these two types of gamers together there's a lot of potential here for that if they're so interested in in making half in making flat games we should have gotten half-life 3 by now (laughs) (laughs) they've certainly set it up with with uh half-life alex oh spoilers (laughs) <laughs> yeah maybe we should take this to move on to our opinion dis- section <laughs> yes but first before we get into the discussion gosh darn it <laughs> i am messing up every single introduction uh if <laughs> so uh this week's discussion section is as usual brought to you guys by asterion they make these awesome vr stands and we just cannot recommend these things enough they are made of a really cool acrylic like glass and it's got rgb lighting that goes throughout it it's super minimal and it'll hold literally any headset that we've tried that they've tried it is universal this thing's so cool we've all got one we're trying to get t here to get one we we think she should um if you want to get your hands on one of these lovely headsets you can do so for five dollars off by going to www.asterianproducts.com plug in the code full dive f-u-l-l-d-i-v-e and you will get nine or sorry five dollars off any order ninety nine or more. And with that, we can hop into our discussion section. So, T, we know that you have done collaborative work with some huge streamers such as Nazy and Otterworldly, who are in the hundreds of thousands between their YouTube and Twitch platforms. You are referred to as Dance Saber content creator. What does that mean? <laughs> So Dance Saber is a stylistic way of playing Beat Saber. It's where you forget about the score. I mean, it still helps if you can get a good score, but it's very much about how you look playing the game. Um, this isn't mm-hmm. a new concept. Stylistic rhythm gaming has, you know, has, was around when people were playing DDR in arcades way back in the day. Um, yeah, so it's like it makes sense to translate it to Beat Saber, but Beat Saber is so much more... Um, open compared to to arcade games like DDR because your feet are not required to be anywhere. So that actually allows you to move around a space freely 
Um, your mm-hmm. options are so much bigger for Beat Saber being a stylistic rhythm game. So that's that's very much where I've just landed, um, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely a difference between completing these levels well versus completing mm-hmm. these levels in style and, and, <laughs> and, 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 and dance dance revolution definitely show if you watch like the the best of the best so to speak at um for dance dance revolution they don't look flattering it's not pretty <laughs> you know they're like no yeah, they're just holding on to the bar for dear life and their feet are just a spasm yeah. um, and that's that's the quote pro level of dance dance revolution but you know this is this is especially for streamers and youtube platforms you know th- uh, i mean obviously there's some people that are interested in seeing high level play but there's also a decent amount of people that just want to see some like really cool gameplay playthroughs of this um and this applies through for any genre of gaming really and a, a beat play like a, a a sinking what what's gosh darn it what is this genre called uh rhythm, rhythm gaming um <laughs> Uh, gaming or rhythm gaming the rhythm gaming genre has so much potential especially in vr especially with body tracking we've seen some of the footage uh t's posted on her channels you guys should check it out it's really cool to see someone like kind of applying almost a dance a, a certain level of not just ability to play the level but do it with an ease and excitement that like they they bring to the level that is so unique even if it isn't necessarily the best score ever it's 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 so fun to watch it's also a different target so audience fun. yeah yeah it just seems so much yeah, more it, fun rather than competitive mm-hmm. yeah yeah so when when you're going for the high score it's very much about the players and the kind of viewers you get are people who are who play the game themselves whereas with dance saber a lot of your viewers are people who don't necessarily play the game who just like to watch it mm-hmm. yeah. right and then they're there for the experience that not just the game, but you bring to the table right. as the player, as someone who's providing a, a form of entertainment. Yes, that's it. I have kind of a weird question. That So you do your stuff in mixed reality, and most people who watch this probably know what that is. But like, it looks like she's actually holding two lightsabers in, in the world. <laughs> do you think people who don't have a mixed reality setup can do dance saber and still be enjoyable to watch? Yeah, yes. Okay, so so when I started this, it, it I actually had a PSVR first, which is obviously impossible oh. to do mixed reality with. Um and <laughs> and, and that Almost. was I actually Yeah, so I had so I had Autosaving who often um features on my channel and he was playing uh PSVR and he's very much a dancer. He's not a rhythm gamer. And I saw him, you know, just bringing in some dance moves into it. And he never really got into the dance saber thing because he struggled with the rhythm gaming concept itself. But that was where it was like, wow, like this looks so much better. Why aren't we all playing like this? You know, obviously not everyone's going to get into it, but that was where it came from is, is it had nothing to do with mixed reality. It was just playing the game, not caring about score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it becomes, especially for Beat Saber, it becomes less of that like, we, we love to meme on Beat Saber because when you just watch someone who's playing it outside of the game, they're just waving their arms. <laughs> yeah. They look kind of crazy. <laughs> and this definitely turns it into a level where like somehow people like T make it look cool, <laughs> which is actually <laughs> very respectable because <laughs> it does not look cool naturally. <laughs> it takes some effort and some skill. I'm still learning. Yeah, still trying. Cool. <laughs> Still trying. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but you looked pretty. It looked pretty good from what I saw. Thank you. 
um uh so on that note though uh nacy who we'd mentioned previously recently announced that she may be pulling away from beat saber even when that is where most of her followers came from um that that's for for those that aren't paying attention names that's a not not that's not t here that's someone else um but her pulling out of the beat saber community pulling out off the game uh brings up a really good point of why streamers are suddenly so worried about copyright and DMCA takedowns and that they're having to shift their content from Beat Saber to other more streamer-friendly games. And we just kind of wanted to hear what you thought about that, TR. Does this affect what you're doing? Do you have any uh, theories or hopes for the industry? What what do you think about all this? It's such a tricky situation because on one side, obviously, uh, I mean, this all came initially from people just playing playing non-rhythm games and having music going in the background. Now, it's fair that, uh, you know, we don't want to be infringing on those people's rights. We've put in time and effort to creating music, but it had Mm -hmm. to happen because you do have people who, for example, are making money from just literally streaming a, a movie or music and making money from that. And they're not actually bringing anything to the table. So it makes sense that this comes in on the contrasting side of that. If you're making rhythm gaming content like that, that is very much you, you know, playing this game, bringing everything that you have to it, but you can't do this without the music. Like if I, I don't, I can't even fathom, like if you played Beat Saber and you had no music, it's it's not a rhythm game anymore. There is literally no point in it existing. Um, <laughs> and it, ideally it would just become lack of monetization. So if, you know, if you could still do it, but you, you know, YouTube does a thing where they, they, they identify what music is going in your video and you just don't get any money from it. I think they actually give some of the funds to the music creator that would still mm-hmm. allow someone like Nacy to to make Beat Saber videos uh, purely for you know um, a portion of her content to help her you know keep her viewers happy, and she'd probably do that for sure. But right now, it's looking like you will actually get banned from Twitch if you continue to do it. Um, and especially for you know, like Oof. one side is the lack of monetization. If you're a full time content creator like Nacy, she makes a living from this. That's already going to be hard, but she would keep going. But getting banned from Twitch is it's just you can't risk it like that's that's literally her job like it's yeah, yeah. it's really hard yeah i'd i'd really mm-hmm. like to see them yeah bring in the, the what they've done with youtube into twitch where they identify the music and just demonetize that part of it automatically but i don't i don't know if that's likely to happen anytime soon yeah, mm-hmm. it's been interesting because I've been kind of following what's happening with Nazi. And since she dropped this video on YouTube saying that this might be happening, she's still putting out videos on YouTube with copyrighted music and it gets claimed and the money goes from else. But her Twitch, it I haven't seen it, hardly anything uh, on her highlights or anything in recent weeks from Beats here. And that's where uh, Twitch, she's been on Twitch before Beat Saber came out. So she has a following from before that, but she's pretty much known for Beat Saber. So it's yeah. it's hard to imagine that some of these people that that was something that helped them come up, now they just have to like step away from it and hope they can get their audience to transition. Because yeah. some people, they are there for the creator, they love the creator, that'll happen. But for a lot of creators, what they found is when they try and transfer, they thought they had this audience that loved them and would stick with them. They don't stick with them. They just, they just jump ship. And yeah. And that's such a sucky decision as a creator to have to make. Like, do I risk my account and keep going this way because this is what my audience cares about? Or do I just step away from it completely and possibly have to start over? That's, that sucks. 
and it's yeah. it's a ban. But we were just talking about just before this. There's there's actually some talks of not only making this. Uh, you can get banned. You can get <clears> trouble. <throat> you can actually. This can actually be a felony. They're, At they're least in the states. About. <laughs> yeah, in the states. Wow. The policy, this could become a felony if you're doing this. Now that may not apply to Beats Air Players. We don't know, but that would definitely probably apply to someone whose Twitch channel is streaming Shrek twenty four seven. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they could go to jail if this law were to become a thing. What do you think? What do you think? Do you think there's any possibility this could actually reach as far as Beat Saber? I, I, I. I I have trouble picturing that sending someone you know to jail for that sort of thing. It would be more like maybe to make an example of someone. I can't see it really coming into play. Um, but I don't. Whatever they decide to do, it is going to apply to Beat Saber the same as every other type of content. Um, Beat Sabers will still have the option of sticking to videos that are part of the core game. This is my understanding. So even though you know we can't be stealing music, if I were to play a song that is part of the official Beat Saber content, my understanding is that wouldn't be taken as a strike. Is that right? Yeah, OST Volume 1, 2, and 3 is all fair game. You can even make money off it. You won't even get a copyright claim. You can make money off that and not worry about getting in trouble with those three song packs. Oh, only only those three. I didn't know that. So Because yeah, like yeah. the the music packs, however, they would be demonetized. But again, I, I don't know. Would you get a strike for that if you were to, for example, play from the, the new BTS music pack? Or would that be, well, it's part of the game. I bought the game. I'm playing the game. We don't know for sure. I know that when I live streamed all of it, it got blocked. It didn't strike, but it got blocked. And I had to mute like most of it for it to even show back up in my content. So, wow. Yep. Yeah. So I guess, I guess that's the option is, is Beat Sabers will be limited to that, but that will, I guess, really cut down your viewer base. People are going to get, you know, somewhat sick of those particular songs. Um, especially for, you know, especially for people who are playing score saver, right. Going score, your, your content's going to look almost identical to someone else's. Um, I mean, in a way I could argue it's going to be good for for dance saver compared to just playing for high score, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's tricky Mm -hmm. for sure. Yep. Yeah. This is, this is such a balancing act and, and we, we've seen it kind of slide from too easy on people that really take advantage of the opportunities online to make money off of other people's work. That's how YouTube and basically all the platforms were. And now we're just, we've, we, we, we stayed away from making too many laws and now we're going down a very slippery slope all of a sudden. YouTube is just, content creators have so few options and possibilities and, and so many people are leaving YouTube because it's not a reliable income anymore. At any point, YouTube can decide, Twitch can decide, hey, you crossed our boundaries, you crossed the line. We are not even going to tell you why or how or what video. Just you crossed it at some point and we're sorry. Goodbye, your channel. Goodbye, your livelihood. And we have no options for you to get any of that back. And it's crazy. It's it's so anti-creator right now (laughs) (laughs) i was i was like what is the phrase for that um and it is worrying to see this like like this felony thing jeez like obviously most 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 uh content creator or content uh, makers that are creating like music and stuff like that i imagine they don't want anyone going to jail over this right (laughs) 
But that said, there have been examples of companies that always really do take advantage of these ridiculous rules. Oh, Nintendo. The biggest one. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what I was about to say. Nintendo shows time and time again that they are they're the people running the business are a bunch of old jerks that don't know free advertising when it like slaps them in the face (laughs) (laughs) and that's what it is a lot of the time and that's why i don't understand like for beat saber people playing their game on there is free advertising for them they don't want to send their content creators for jail because that's how people learn about and get into their game that's right And so hopefully this felony stuff i mean it can happen hopefully it's more targeted at the people that are you know just streaming movies on twitch instead of the good content Mm -hmm. creators for video games but you know there it's unfortunate because it's going to bleed over and it's going to make people that are thinking about getting into content creation really nervous about it my right my fear is that it's not even the content creators they're going to use this to go after the mappers because if the mappers die the whole thing's done their the maps disappear and then we're stuck back to the original beat saber song packs like and that's happened already there's been dmca takedowns uh joe tastic was a big <gasps> mapper for a long time and i think he still might create but there was like one time where a dmca took down like 200 of his maps all at once yeah and it was and so like by mappers, oh, wow sorry just, ahead, just for tell, a little bit him. of an explanation by mappers we mean that so beat saber has a lot of custom content that you need to be on PC and you need to be willing to mod your game a little bit, but you can get custom songs with custom. They're called beat maps, which are basically the rhythm in which you hit the notes and the pattern that the notes fly at you. And so we call these maps. So that's what we're talking about. Yeah, and they they if they take these people out, basically, well, then you don't have these fun songs that aren't part of the game that we dance to that we play to that we compete to all of these could then dry up and disappear and that would that would be the way to take all the wind out of the whole beat saber community without even having to go after the content creators playing devil's advocate Mm. though would that then open up uh, the official beat saber game to have a wider library because right now i mean they they are doing very well at growing their library you know adding a new music pack uh, pretty often <laughs> but a, a lot of the time people won't buy those packs because there's already uh free maps available uh, on the custom songs so you can argue that everyone who's playing custom songs that's potentially money that would go to beat saber that would then be able to expand their library to be potentially as big as a custom map you know, um, so I, I don't know if that comes into it um, to allow people to have, you know, still have I that same what, fun. Yeah. I think that's what Beat Saber would argue. But I think what would actually happen is a lot of people wouldn't buy the game if they knew <laughs> that they had to buy that's all true. packs. Yeah, because yeah, they're yeah. expensive. They're expensive yeah. packs. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like $20 a pack. It's kind of... Which kind well, of too high compared to other games because you've got to compare it to Just Dance and Dance Central and all these other uh, similar games. It's not crazy expensive, but when you have access to everything for free, why would you pay for it? Exactly. But that's but that's the same argument in general for copyrighted music, for illegal downloads of videos. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe that kind of shows. Maybe there's some opportunity here for more subscription-based services regarding Ooh, Beat Saber. That's a good idea. Um, Ooh. Yeah. You know, we, we, there's some opportunities here. And sending people to jail for felonies regarding this is <laughs> not the solution. <laughs> Goodness. That is just crazy. 
All right. I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up there, though. Thank you so much again, T. Really enlightening discussion, especially regarding the Speed Saber stuff. It's it's really important. And Beat Saber in particular actually brings some of or perhaps one of the largest amounts of viewership to VR right now. Beat Saber is huge. And it's in terms of streaming and media, it's clearly broken out of just the VR community. And particularly when it comes to streamers like yourself that are going more for the, the like the entertainment form this is really big and it's really important and something to be aware of this affects us all so again thank you so much for showing up on the podcast he was really amazing to thank have you. you so much for having me of course now before i end things i just have a couple things to say first off uh t where can people find you before i forget Oh, uh, I'm on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter as The Mixed Reality, um, except for Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's not quite that wording, but um, you can find me from my other links and TikTok as well. I like making lots of all sorts of TikToks. Uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> and you can find these in the show notes in the description. It should be fairly accessible. Um, similarly, you guys should also consider checking out the Full Dive Gaming Podcast Discord server. That is where we pick up the Q&A questions. It's where we talk to you guys and just it's it's so much fun and you should consider checking it out. We also have a Patreon that's $5 a month for every uh, episode of the podcast in full stereo. It sounds super neat. And if I manage to get it edited before it goes live, then you get early access well as soon as i get done editing which is often enough i'd like to think (laughs) (laughs) um if you are listening to this podcast on our various podcast platforms it's a lot consider checking out the youtube channel like i said before we're in vr we're we're hanging out it's some cool stuff it's worth checking out and vice versa if you are watching us on youtube and are like i don't have time to watch this all the time on youtube but i'd love to get more of these guys we are on every podcasting platform, all the ones I could get on. And if we are not on your favorite podcast platform, let me know and I will make sure we get there. With that, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. It was excellent having you. Thanks again, T. And we will see you all on the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. See you next week. <laughs>